Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Jeff Passan joining us now to talk some baseball on the oh. Hobson at Hobson Newsmaker Line. Long time no speak, Jeff. How you doing? It's been a while, gentlemen. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing quite well. First of all, how is your health? Well, I mean, it depends what we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> physically, I'm I'm doing uh, doing pretty well. Um, mentally, I I mean, I'm me. So yeah. you know, take that for what you will. Yes. I I know uh, Atlanta Braves fans have a uh, a particular opinion on occasion of me, but. Uh, that's uh that's just baseball focused. What I do you think, think so. what do you think the opinion of the people here in Atlanta is? We we sort of like you around these parts. We think you're kind of friend of the show. Oh, I I absolutely see myself as a friend of the show. But then I've been accused of oh. thinking people are my friends when they're not by my wife. She says it's a real problem. Interesting. Um that 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 I'm that I'm too arrogant, and I think everyone likes me. Um, but that that may just be insecurity going through. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a, it's Braves a, fans, yeah. Um, I think Braves fans are extremely parochial, territorial, uh, and often blinded, and that uh, the notion that something outside of Atlanta uh, can even possibly compare whoa, to what whoa, they have where is this Atlanta. coming from? You, you're the one that asked the question. I did now. ask this. I did not think that this was coming. Is that no? It came. No, you know what it's. You know Please. what it's coming from. It's, it's coming from the response to the the tweet um, back in August when I suggested that um bets at least had made the national league mvp race a race oh. which hey turns out i was wrong on that one yeah. <laughs> um but but it was it was the idea that ronald acuña was having a year that was um so above and beyond which by the way like it was but it was not so above and beyond mookie bets especially at that point and um the i i think there's I, and, and and let me say this, I don't get it because Braves fans have like the best scenario in all of baseball. Like the Braves core is the best. The Braves at developing like good big league players, I don't know if they're the best, but they're certainly among the top five and they're certainly in the conversation, especially for where they've been drafting among their, uh, amid their recent success. Like they've, you know they've found guys, whether uh, it's Harris or uh, or Riley or internationally Acuna and Albies, um, who are just they're they're phenomenal at it, and they're really good at producing arms too. So do you know why I think it, we might have missed it in this room that you actually did that in August? Because Bill Platchkey went in so much harder than that. And I thought all the Atlanta Braves fan venom was at Bill Platsky. I didn't realize perhaps no, it was No, no, it was at me. I'll, I'll tell you what it was at, at me for. It was at me because I did something really dumb, and I used a metric called BSR. And BSR is uh, on fan graphs. Uh, what they do is essentially take every run 
that you have on base, whether it is going from first to third, whether it's stealing bases, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they assign a value to it. And, uh, you know, Ronald Cunha's stolen bases were extraordinarily impressive this year. Like I love stolen bases and he did it significantly better than anyone else in baseball. But at the time I was suggesting because it was true that Freddie Freeman's base running, which you guys saw for, you know, a, a decade or so in Atlanta, and which I think is really good for uh, a guy of his athletic ability, that, that Freddie Freeman's base running value was similar to Acuna's. Um, and, and at that time, the numbers said it was pretty close, but I used a statistic that, that people don't know and people think is made up and full of crap and just didn't do it with the proper context. And so for months, I wore it hard from Braves fans and, and Blooper in particular, who, who I will admit, um, for for a creepy mascot, very good on Twitter. Yeah, for like, someone that doesn't have thumbs and someone that doesn't speak, he is vicious at times, is he not? Yeah, he's a he's a formidable foe. I I, I tend to, I tend to think of myself um, on Twitter as being someone who has the ability to you know silence somebody with a, a couple of keystrokes. But uh, Blooper, I, I will fully acknowledge is a. Uh, uh, both a friend uh, and a rival. Um, and, and honestly, those are like the best. Yeah, iron sharpens iron. No doubt. All right. Do you really, are you trying to tell me BSR is not made up? It's not just a, a make-a-believe thing? Is that what see, I think see, I'm getting out of this? Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, okay. there, there's, so so let, let me, I'm sorry to get into the weeds here, but um, you, you again brought this up. I was ready to let it go. Yeah, yeah. Um, every time a base runner goes from first to third on a single. Would you agree that there is value in That's that? That's nice. Yes. Yes. No doubt about and it. And every time someone goes from first to home on a double or from second to yes. home on a single, you know, when you can take the extra base, um, that means Agreed. you are getting good jumps. That means you are taking direct routes. That that's That, to me... More than stolen bases, honestly, is the sign of a great base runner um, because you have more opportunities to do that than you do going out and stealing bases. And and what the metric tries to do is value that and uh, and contextualize that value by assigning run values to it. Everything you do on the field. Uh, offensively has either a positive or a negative run value. Um, and, and this is, this is just trying to quantify uh, more than anything, what those little extra things bring a player. Let's get to the important stuff. Show here, Tani three for two ten, four for two eighty. I know what the agent would want. I know what maybe some family member would want. I know what the players association would want. They'd want none of that. Is there a chance Shohei Otani might be able to live in that type of world? As in here with the Braves. Well, let's, I don't want Jeff to have to get more you know, banged on by Braves fans. We can wait a second on that. But No, no. I'm a, listen, I, I, am, I am perfectly comfortable, uh, uh, and I will answer your question, I promise. I, I am perfectly comfortable uh, with fans of any team coming and and trying to hold me accountable. Right. Like I, I get that it's, 
know because this is the team that you watch every day and this is the world in which you live um, is is the only one that's acceptable. That That's the part that I have a hard time with. But, uh, that, Chris, that's, the, that's why I like coming on your show because it, you're a thoughtful person when it comes to baseball. And, and what you just proposed there for Otani is, is not out of the realm of possibility, right? It, it's a, it's, it's an understandable and logical conclusion uh, that you would want to, if you are a team, go and pay uh, a larger amount over a fewer number or over a shorter term, because then you don't have to deal with the back end of a bad, uh, of a contract uh, in which those latter years aren't quite as productive. My thing is this. If you're Shohei Otani, would you want to go back out as a free agent at 33 years old? Like that That's the real question that you need to, to ask when you're considering a scenario like this. Would you want to go back out there at 33 when so, so few players are capable of maintaining that year-to-year excellence that allows you to do shorter-term Can deals. I give you a, a way that I would have less of a problem with it if I'm him? If I'm sure. in a friendly hitter's ballpark, him here yep. friendly, right guys around him, very good. Production numbers have a chance to be up, chance they yep. can't pitch around you all the time. I'm not saying go to the White Sox with those numbers. I'm not saying go to Kansas City in those numbers. But I do think that would buy you the if you're really going to pitch, and we'll talk about it. I Somebody made a suggestion to me. Maybe you make the guy a closer. You know, Now, if he says he wants to be a starter, he's going to be a starter. But I right. think at 33, playing a couple of years here with a chance to win and having the protection in the ballpark, yeah, I could actually make it a viable kind of talking point if I'm, if I'm him. I, I get what you're saying. And uh, if, if ultimately... Winning is the most important thing to Shohei Otani. Then, in my mind, there is no place that is better set up to win over the next five years than Atlanta. You know, and so somebody, I don't know why they do this. Another host asked me, what's your World Series pick for next year? Like, we haven't even done free agency or trade yet, but... We think I, I we think we think we're stupid. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know it just it get, it comes down to this. Shohei Otani's coming off an MVP season. It's hard to be coming off a year that's a whole lot better. And what if in your scenario uh, there are injuries? Mm-hmm. You have a down year, which which again is eminently possible because you you know Shohei Otani for as great as he is has had down years um what if one of those things happened um did you fumble the bag long term in order to try and optimize as best as you could short term and and are you hindering yourself by doing so Jeff passing with us on the Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line your thoughts on the trade that Alex Anthopoulos pulled off overnight uh, I thought it was interesting, and I think it speaks to uh, a couple of first-round picks uh, in Shoemaker and Schuster, who didn't reach the threshold of what it takes to to be a contributing member of the Atlanta Braves these days. And I think any other organization 
and maybe not any other, but the vast majority of other organizations um, would have held on to those guys for depth. Um, but I, I think with the Braves, what Alex Anthopoulos is trying to do is put together the most dynamic 26-man roster at any time that he can, and he has faith in their development system and in their ability to go out and produce depth pieces so that a guy like Shubek, who has power and, and who plays shortstop and who could be a valuable big leaguer, or a guy like Schuster, who you know, former first round pick or a guy like Michael Soroka, who I understand, you know, only one year until he reaches free agency, but we remember how good he was uh, in, I think it was 2018 season. Um, And to me, if you can get someone like Aaron Bummer, do do not focus on the 6.71 ERA. It is unsightly. It is problematic. I get it. But the stuff last year was more or less the same as it's been. And the big number to focus on, and I'm going to throw something out here that, you know, you may not have heard of, um, but it's called strand rate. And it's essentially the percentage of runners that you leave on base uh, at the end of an inning. Um, Aaron Bummer's strand rate was 55.4% this year. That was the worst in all of Major League Baseball among relievers with, I think, at least 40 innings. And what that says to you is that when you have a strand rate that low one year, generally speaking, it's a luck thing, and it tends to regress positively back toward the 70-something percent that is the typical number, which is to say that what you should look at it has strikeouts which 78 and 58 innings is really good the lack of home runs he gives up i know he walks too many guys but he's a reliever so you can take that and the the contract has a chance to be really good at five and a half this year seven two five next year and seven five the year after that he's gonna have to earn that money like he'll have to be good enough to get that money which is another yeah no no doubt about it. I, I don't know that the Braves gave up anyone that they are going to miss, but what they did was they found a team that needs depth, and they found a player in Aaron Bummer that I think they they probably thought a little more highly of than others, and it was just a good fit. I'm not going to sit here and say Alex Anthopoulos gave up too much in that deal because it was a five-for-one because a, a productive relief pitcher in this bullpen, adding him to mentor Jimenez, Johnson and Iglesias turns that bullpen, which was already strong, into potentially even more of a weapon. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the White Sox need guys. Their major league team stinks. And Chris Getz, their new general manager, said that. And I think, I, I think you know, one thing that Alex is absolutely brilliant at, and, and the thing I think he may do better than any other general manager in baseball is he is decisive. He knows what he wants. He goes and gets it. And he's not, and he's not afraid to lose a trade. He's not afraid that something's going to blow up in his face. He's got conviction. And you know what? The reality is sometimes you are going to lose a trade, but there are too many GMs out there. I think who are scared of their own shadow and scared of the perception that they're not doing their job. Well, that it turns into paralysis by analysis and they don't make the sort of moves that end up getting the Atlanta Braves championship. Yes or no, do you think the Braves have to end or will sign a starting pitcher free agent? 
And they can do it Absolutely. in a deal. Like, okay, so follow me on yeah. this premise. I'm not sure that you would know this. Do you know the story of Jamarcus Russell and Sam Bradford when it comes to being college players into the NFL? Um, I mean, I know who they are, but I'm not sure the specific okay. context. So, so when they got drafted, they got like $50 million without ever playing yeah. it down in the NFL. And the NFL said, yeah. oh, my God, we're getting this wrong. We have to scale first-round picks. It just happened. Right. We can't give $50 million. The analogy would be, I think, are we finally now at the point with free agent pitchers, if we know they're not going to go seven innings, we certainly know they're not going to go eight. As a matter of fact, we hope they go six. Are the prices and numbers cost-wise going to finally come down where you're not paying for the old days the way the NFL at least tried to before they went crazy and playing paying quarterbacks now isn't there supposed to be a, a regression to more of a this number makes more sense for starting pitching free agent dollars well I think you're conflating two things I think the the bigger issue that you deal with here is inflation right I mean the more money the league makes the more money the players get. That's just how labor economics tends to work. There's not a fixed percentage necessarily, but if the percentage dips too low, then you have a work stoppage because the people who are putting out the product, the the actual labor is not being compensated comparatively to where it's been in the past. So I think if you have an issue here, it's less with starting pitchers doing less, which they've been doing now, Chris, for a generation. I mean, this this has been going on for a long time. This is nothing new. Um, So I I suppose the only way to answer your question is with the question myself, where does that money get redistributed if it's not to starting pitchers? Do you want to pay one-inning guys more? Uh, I I still think, you know, relatively speaking, starting pitchers are paid reasonably fairly because they're doing four to, you know, best-case scenario, they're doing – three and a half times the work of an average solid big league reliever. And e- even with, a, you know, a, an average starter, let's say a guy who throws 30, 30 starts and five innings a pop, he's still going two and a half X the production in terms of innings as a relief pitcher. And beyond that, his skill set is rarer than a reliever. What are relief pitchers, Chris, if not failed starters? That's deep. All, all of a sudden, it's 1972, and I'm getting that. Well, that guy's old. He can't do anything. Put him in the bullpen. Uh, but I guess here's the other part then. So give me a name, talent, and number that you think, because you were very emphatic quickly, that they're going to sign a starting pitcher free agent. Give me the guy that makes the most sense when you talk about name, talent, and dollars. I think two guys, I'll, I'll do you one better. I think the two guys who make the most sense for the Braves are Sonny Gray and Aaron Nola. And they're the ones who have, you know, in talking with executives, uh, executives on other teams believe that the Braves will wind up with one of those two. I don't know which one. I don't know how soon it's going to be. You know, Gray had a better year last year. Uh, I think he finished third in Cy Young voting in the American League this year. But But Nola shoved in October. Uh, yeah, Nola was good in October, and, and beyond that, uh, you know, Nola's in his early 30s, Sonny Gray's 34. Um, they're different contracts, though, that we're talking yeah. to. You know, Sonny, Sonny Gray, uh, you think, is probably going to be more in the three-year vicinity. Um, and, and I don't know 
where the AAV is going to go on that. You know, if he got $25 million a year, it wouldn't altogether surprise me. But he's also <laughs> a, a guy who is from the South, who went to Vanderbilt, who uh, certainly has an affinity, as do pretty much all people uh, who who grow up with a, within a very wide radius of Atlanta for the Braves. Like, especially because Sonny Gray grew up when the Superstation was still a thing, right? And, you know, I don't know what that is. What is that age cutoff? Like, what what is the youngest um, subset of people who could come home? How long has it been now? That's a good question. It's been, it's been a little bit longer than maybe you think. Yeah. But you're talking about the last key kid who came home to watch the Cubs or the Braves, depending upon yes. what world he was in. Yes. That's a good and, question. And feel, Do you have to be 35? Like, yeah, I feel like that's right around with Sunny Gray yeah. 34. I feel like it's right around between 30 and 35 probably. Yeah, that might um, you, you might be right. Um, and, and, it and, is, and with Nola, I mean, Nola, Nola, it's a very simple thing. If you want a guy who's going to give you innings, Chris, that's your guy. Yeah. If you want a guy who's going to go out there and is going to make his starts, that's your guy. He's just going to cost more in years because of the age and and the years are going to be significant with him. It wouldn't altogether, you know. I think five is the floor. I think seven is certainly a possibility. And Alex and, really and hasn't been. That's that's the part where we really we collectively in the city have not really seen that pitching contract happen yet around here under Alex. No, I mean the closest thing is Spencer Strider, and he signed it after his first year. So, so that's, you know, let me ask you: Do you think we'll find out? Nothing leaks. You know this. Nothing leaks across the street. It's it's pretty incredible. Do you think we'll find out that Max Fried is offered a longer term deal, or do you think we'll find out he's not been offered a longer term deal? Like maybe Max Fried's side speaks to it. I don't know. But but how do you think that plays out in his walk here? I think that is the most fascinating thing going on with the Braves right now. What what do you do with Max Fried? Because look at all the long-term deals that have been given out by this team. Almost every one of them has been to a position player, right? And and so that would suggest and and maybe it's because of the the talent, um you know, the the Braves have done a better job at producing elite position players than they have with pitching where they haven't been slouches by any means, but uh, it's been different. Um, the only long-term deal struck there has been with Spencer Strider. And that was when he didn't even have a year of service or maybe just was at like one year flat. Um, you know, Max Fried is on the cusp of free agency. If he has a good year this year, let's, let's just say he has, let's say he has a Max Fried year and makes 30-plus starts. What do you think he gets in free agency, guys? What's your number? Uh, 30, at least. He can How demand, many years? He can demand more than that, actually. But, but because of his age. But it's six, and I don't know if anybody around here would have the stomach for that. I mean, it could be seven, if, and I agree. Listen, if Aaron Nola's yeah. getting seven, Max Fried is certainly going to the table asking for eight, and maybe, eight. yeah. I mean, isn't isn't that the point there though? Don't you look at Freed and and what he's been able to do? And he's would you agree? Like he is a when he is healthy, he's a top ten pitcher in baseball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I throw him um, out. Like as yes, at that back end of who do you want starting? If that's the question. But yeah. the flip side now is like we said with age and when he's healthy, that's certainly going to be a factor with yeah. what Alex Anthopoulos yeah, decides to do. There's 
there's no doubt about it, but he has not, Alex has not shown the willingness to spend market value over the long term on a starting pitcher. If, if Nola were the guy in Atlanta, it would be an absolute departure from what they have done in the past. And, uh, you know, maybe that departure comes because you can get that average annual value down and maybe that's the priority. Um, but, you know, Max Fried at this point, if you're him and you're coming off a good year, like you're asking Steven Strasburg, right? Seven years, 245 million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's that 30 is the base. And then we go up from oh, there and then you 30, see. 30, 30 a year for, for a guy who has the talent he does and has the production he does, 30 is the floor. Yeah. So let me, let's, let's end up with might be the dumbest thing that I've ever said to you. What's Would your you? World Series prediction? No, we'll do that in the <laughs> next show. I don't want to steal anybody's gimmick. <laughs> Um, would you consider in a walk year trading Max Freed in a world where there's not enough starting pitch? And we found oh, that I, out. I, yeah, I, I don't think that's a dumb okay. question at all. So would you call the Padres about Juan Soto for a year and say, my year for your year? Oh, boy. I don't think that that's going to be San Diego's priority. But that is really interesting because it does go towards solving a problem, doesn't it? They're losing Blake Snell. Not Probably. just Blake Snell. They, they, they are losing um, right now in free agency, I believe, 685-plus of the innings that they had pitched last year oh are God. no longer on their roster. <laughs> That's worth having that conversation. Yeah, it would. I mean, I don't think a Soto for Freed swap straight up. Yeah, but I don't know how. But I'm just saying my one year for your one year, I get a left fielder. You replace yeah. a starter. Um, he's a California kid. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if that crap it, plays anymore. It, you know, it's listen, it's it's a it's an intriguing idea. It's definitely not dumb. Um, but but here's the issue. If there is a flaw on the Atlanta Braves, right starting now, pitching in October. Exactly. That's. Yeah. I mean, they they had you know historically great offense last year. Adding Juan Soto to it would supercharge it. But can you really in October go out there, especially in short series, and and bash teams? I mean, if the Braves were going to do that, they could have done it this year, right? Yep. Then you're the '95 Indians, and you basically yeah. have a lot of stats and no title to show for it. So. All fair points. Jeff Passan, always good having you on. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully we can talk again soon. And and I'm going to hold you to that World Series prediction next time you come on. (laughs) Hey, real quick, we did ask this before you came on. Do you do any cooking? We we had a guy out here today. We have our uh, Thanksgiving meal today as a radio station. We got a guy out there talking about his bird like he's the only one who's ever cooked one of these things, cutting it up like like he's a maestro of some sorts. Um, What's your role? Do you have a role? Do you? Uh, I, if if I did not do what I do for a living, I would be a chef. That's that that question. So you're in charge. Yes, I am completely in charge. Yes, I am. I am taking the backbone out of my turkey, pressing down on it, uh, spatchcocking it, and cooking it Excuse that way me? because it cooks much more evenly. Yes, that the, that word is real. Spatchcock. I don't know. Go By the way, the guy who did the turkey just came to the other side of the glass and was insulted. Yeah, he heard me take the shot. <laughs> so, damn. That's, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, you got to be confident in your turkey. 
A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.